So I want to speak about how to learn and steer our feelings. I really do believe we have to lead and steer our feelings in our life. I know when God is doing a miracle, and I prefer miracles, I love miracles. I love to see when God moves his hands and arms and signs a miracle takes place. I love signs and miracles. Is there anyone in the building online? You love miracles? Oh my goodness, when miracles take place in my life, my feelings is like a firework. So much emotions all over. But unfortunately, I have some days, I have some days, I get up early in the morning, I'm, I'm not in the mood. Sometimes it feels like the whole day is not in the, in the mood. Is there anyone you can relate about you're not in the mood? Even though if you try as hard as possible, it seems no energy, you are frustrated, you don't feel it. Often then what happens, you feel disconnected uh, with God and to God. A very famous boxer, Muhammad Ali, he's the hero in terms of boxing. He's a believer, but he said one day, in, in those moments where I need God the most, he left me. And you know, that's not true. God has never left a person, right? God is every second with us, but sometimes our feelings are overreacting, and you believe things what is not true. Or when you see Jim Carrey, a very funny actor actually, when he acts in, on, in the movies, I always laugh. I think this guy must be the coolest person on earth. If you get married with him, there is fun every single second, right? But he has a dark side he speaks about. He fights with depression. Or another guy like Robert Williams, when I was a teenager, he was my hero, all the movies. But one day he stepped out because of depression. Another guy from the Lincoln Park, a very famous by Chester Bennington. He is very famous, a very good, good singer, very gifted. He stepped out of life. And at the moment, so many people, 18 years, 20 years, 22 years old, they're stepping out from life because they say, I cannot handle the pressure, the emotions, and all the feelings. And that's why I really do believe we have to lead and steer our feelings because our feelings, my feelings, very often, they are wrong. My feelings, very often, they manipulate me to do things which I don't want to do. And even David in the Old Testament, David is a hero for all the worship leaders around the globe. David, that's the man, a man after the heart of God. But David had also a, a, another side in his life. He, fight, he fought so many times with the depressive thoughts. And in Psalm 69, verse 2 and 4, and I don't want to read the whole Bible text, but he's saying, I sink in the mirror depths where there is no foothold. I have come into the deep waters, the flood engulfs me. I am worn out, calling for help. My throat is uh, parched. My eyes failed, looking for my God. Those who hate me without reasons outnumber my hairs of my head. He must be, has no hair. Many are enemies without cause. Those who seek to destroy me, I'm forced to restore what I did not steal. And he has so many Bible texts, it's not uplifting. It seems like, David, what's wrong with you? You have a, a, not a bad hair day, you have a bad day in total. And this is crazy when, when, you, when you study the Bible, and I want to give you an overlook for people that are very famous in the Bible. Like for example, Moses, he had the burnout. Naomi, she fought with bitterness. Hannah made mortification. Elijah with deadly fear. Job, he lost almost everything. David had a guilt problem. A guilt problem meant he had an affair. 
Then he killed the husband and nobody figured out. And one day came a prophet and said, hey David, there's a man. He had an affair and he killed the man. And then David said, what's the penalty? And the prophet said, God will kill that man. And David said, yeah, that's a good idea. And then David asked, who is the guy? And the prophet said, it's you. And then David said, oh God, forgive me. (laughs) Have you ever figured out that when people are have done something wrong, and when the prophet comes, then you're going on your knees and say, oh God, forgive me. But this was not by choice, it had no, no other option actually, but he had some hidden guilt, Jeremiah, grief, and John the Baptist, he doubt all, all the time. With other words, if you're going to a season where you don't feel in the mood, you never walk alone, you are not alone. And often we think in the church, when you have a really heavy season, you don't, you don't have enough faith or maybe you have, some, you have done something in your life. It can be, always it can be. But you have to understand, often depression is not a topic. When you go to a counselor, you pray one prayer and it's done. I wanna be clear, I really do believe God can speak one word and depression is not an issue anymore in your life. I really do believe you can go and you, anoint, you get anointed with oil and God heals your depression in one second. God can do miracles in one second, whatever issue you're going through, right? But very often when we speak about depression, it's not as easy as people think. And here's a list of four things when people going into a depression like a hormonal disorder, that means when you are getting a certain age where the whole hormone is changing. That means it can be that your wife cries every single day and she has no clue why. The hormone is changing. <laughs> or when, you, when you're a teenager. Uh, there's also psychological disorder. It means you have just some uh, ADHD or it changes something in your brain or you're taking some substance like drugs when you see all those things. And I'm pastoring this church for more than 25 years. And I've seen a lot of people with those issues and my response is always, seek for professional help. They are doctors, they're professionals, they learn those things, go to them. And it doesn't mean you're not a good Christian. It doesn't mean you not have enough faith. Please go and seek for a professional help. Because I really do believe God has given doctors. Doctors are gifted from God Almighty. We have some people, they are praying and you get healed. You can go to the doctor, you get healed. We have an industry developing medicine, it's a blessing from God. All those things God is using to bless and help us. It's not one way, it's a lot of different options because in our church right now, people going to really deep things and my response is always, go and seek for professional help. Of course, always pray first, pray first, believe first, anoint first, but then always seek professional help. I don't want to speak about depression. Don't worry, it's too heavy. I want to speak about depression, depressing feelings. Sometimes you are not in the mood of one week or two weeks or a month, and I want to give you an illustration that helps me to navigate all my emotions and feelings, even Swiss people. They have feelings. Amen. Everyone has feelings. So, and I love this picture actually of a captain. 
we have to be, become a captain. This is very cool because I, I can hear a cap pad, and here is my lowest. So, this is a captain. A captain has a boat usually, and the boat is your life. And a captain has a boat in a ship and is navigating to a storm to all the feelings of the boat very, very, very well. And I want to start with the point number one. Steer the burden emotions in the power of Jesus Christ. You have to steer it, and a boat has a steering wheel, right? A steering wheel determines the direction. I told you in the beginning, either I steer my feelings or the feelings will steer me. And all the feelings, they are your prophets. Have you ever heard that sentence? Your feelings are your prophets. And that's the moment I, it gets always quiet. Say, oh my gosh, I have a lot of prophets in my life. That means you have to say, yes, I have some feelings, I have some emotions, I have some challenges, but I have to navigate through it. I was brought up Catholic, actually. And this is one woman um, in the Catholic Church, but also around the world. She's very famous, Mother Teresa. Mother Teresa, when I was super young, my mom is a big fan of her, and I learned a lot of things from her. And she said she went to Calcutta because she wants to be a pastor. And then the Catholic system says, you cannot be a pastor, you cannot be a priest. Then she asked, what, can, what else can I do? They said, go to Calcutta, help people. <laughs> and she said, I want to be a pastor. But then she went to Calcutta. And she had millions and millions of people in Calcutta. They were laying on the street and they need help. But Mother Teresa, one day she said, God has distanced himself from me. Heaven looks empty, just like my prayers. When you hear this quote, you will not believe it. And all the friends, they were shocked because in the next picture, you see her in a hospital helping young people, old people, all people from all different ages. And every time when she helped people, she was in a very good mood. She was a funny person. She was very emotional. She had a lot of energy. And all the friends, they will say, no, 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 no. Mother Teresa, she's funny. She's on fire. She has all the emotions under control. But nobody knew she had a dark side in her soul. And not very often she spoke about it. And she always said, I had to learn to navigate my feelings or the feelings will navigate me. If I lose, God will lose. If I lose, only the devil wins. Can I repeat it? If you lose, then God loses. If I lose, the devil wins. And when I win, God wins too. And she learned to navigate her feelings in four very different steps. Step number one, address your physical and emotional needs. In uh, 3 John chapter 2, dear friends, I pray that you might enjoy good health and that all might may go well with you even as your soul is getting along well. Have you ever heard about the soul is going well? Because <laughs> when you read the Psalms, very often David said, soul, shut up. Soul, be quiet. Soul, you will not rule. But here's the problem. Often in churches, we speak about faith. I proclaim. I speak it out. And often with that, we say the spirit is more important than the soul. And it is true. But listen, your soul, your feelings are your prophets. There's something beneath you. 
and it's not wrong. You have to navigate it. And what I love about the boat is here the ruler. The ruler is very, very simple. Very, very simple. But this small move and the boat goes in a different direction. When I um, did a study about feelings, there was one thing, and you will be agree when you see it, but I never thought about it and I never heard about it in any church. Because often men say, when you're angry, say the joy of the Lord is my strength, and then it's done. But uh, some psychological people, they did a scan. If I do a scan right now with your body, and I put your emotions in, into a, a, a collar, you will see what happens in every different emotions. Let's start, for example, if you are shocked. Have you ever had this moment when a person shocks you? Like, <gasps> when you, <gasps> oh my gosh, you shocked me. And you say, oh, uh, my heart is beating. When you're in the shock, you touch the chest, right? You don't touch the, touch the arm. You always um, touches your chest. When you speak about shame, if you have shame in your life, I do a scan, and the shame is like a color in your body. Check out where, where does the shame is. The shame is in your body, in your, in your belly. Often people see, I feel guilty. Where do you feel guilty? Here, in the body, and also in the heart. Shame does nothing with your, with your feet. Nothing. This is just a reaction in your body. What about anger? If you are angry, it rises into your head. It feels like your head is exploding, right? Then the energy goes down to the chest and to the heart. And the whole anger, check out, goes into your fingers and arms. That's why when a person gets angry, I want to punch you. Check this out. This is not when you are ashamed, you say, but angry go straight in your arms and fingers. Can, this is what you feel actually, isn't it crazy? Fear, for example, ties the chest and, and it goes down the fear also to your belly actually. And fear often like, oh, I cannot breathe anymore. Fear has an impact in your heart and your belly. And when you, when you do the scan, here's the point. Feelings create sickness. You're wondering why? Because it does something with your heart, with the lung, with your head, with your belly. When you speak about grief, for example, grief destroys your heart. People will say, my heart is broken. When you are falling in love, you will, you will feel butterflies in your belly. Is there anyone you can relate when you are falling in love? Butterflies here. One pack, six packs, doesn't matter. You will feel butterflies, right? But a week before uh, uh, for a wedding, you will say, I get wet feet. I get a cold feet. I, I want to I run away. Why do people want to run away? You feel something in your feet. It's true. And when the relationship bre breaks off, you will say, my heart is broken. And you feel something in your heart. And if you feel joy, joy is the only thing goes top down to the nails. This is the only feeling, the whole body, from that rooftop down to my feet. Joy is the only thing, everything in you is happy and clappy. 
fainting and depression, check this out, paralyze on here, and it seems like I cannot do anything anymore. I'm not in the mood. I should get up, but, but I'm so tired. And when you do the scan, dear friends, and when you see all those pictures, it gave me an understanding that my soul or my feeling, it's not a small part. It has an impact of my health, an impact of my emotions and everything in my life. And now I Googled, that's cool because you can Google everything. When you Google about depression, all those feelings, everyone is saying the, the step number one to stepping out of all those feelings is doing sport. I want to repeat it. Going, doing sport. That means if you have all those feelings going out for 15 minutes, walking in the forest, while you walk, it lowers down the, the, the adrenaline in you. That's the point number one. The second thing, the light, the sunlight has an impact in your house. It creates the serotonin. Serotonin in the light creates a happiness in you. That's why when the sun is shining, every Swiss people is happy. Have you ever wondered why they only then they're happy? That's why Swiss people, they don't have a lot of days they can be happy. But here's the point. It does something in you. And I, I spoke with a, a man last week, and he has a little bit of depressing moment. And I asked him, are you doing sport? He said, oh, no, I'm not in the mood. And because you're not in the mood, you're doing no sport. And because you're not doing sport, you're always tired. And that's my point. Maybe you have never heard that in a church from a pastor. Go out and do sport. If you do this, you are happy and clappy. Sorry. The next thing is, is what you do uh, on the boat when you have a bad moment is head the things that weigh you down over to God. There are things in your life, it's so heavy and they're so wrong and you have to kick them off your boat actually, right? For example, I'm on social media, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, I'm a good dancer for TikTok. Uh, social media, thanks for following me, by the way. Um, no, that's not the point. But I have some people, I'm following them on Instagram. And they make me angry. And they're triggering something in me. Have you ever had this? A person is triggering something in you? Maybe I trigger you, sorry. Um, but here's the point. And I said to a guy, I want to stop being on social media. And as often when something triggers you, you kick out everything. He said, tell me which persons are there triggering something in you. It's around five people. And I had no clue what should I do. He said, Leo, it's so easy. This follow these five persons. But then they will see that I don't follow them anymore. My friend said, and then? And I disfollowed five people, and since then, I am happy with social media. And here's the point. Sometimes a person, a situation is like a trigger in you. And those things doesn't mean those persons are not good. I have a problem. And we check out all the weights of egoism, all those topics here, whatever it is in your life, it pushes so much weight in the boat and every captain knows 
Check out. Kick it out. Kick it out. Woo! I like this part. Kick it out. And here's some point. This is what people often do. They are disappointed of a church and they kick out the church in their life. And they don't go to church anymore, but they say, I have forgiven all the churches. You kick out, but you don't have only to kick out. You always have to receive something new. Or people said, I have forgiven people, but now they're single for the rest of their life. That means kicking out is only one thing. That meant for me, I kicked out five people from social media, but I never kicked out social media from me. Do you understand? Kick out those things. It puts you down in your life. The next point is, kicking out is one thing, but the next thing is, set the sail. Because you need the sail. I am sailing. I am sailing. <laughs> Have you ever heard this song? Oh, no, no. When you know this song, you are 60 years old. <laughs> so, <laughs> the sail, dear friends, means let the Holy Spirit fill you and excite you, actually. But people often, they don't understand the link between you kick out certain things. I kick out the frustration of a church. I kick out bitterness in my church. I kick out five people from social media. This means my ball gets light again. But with this, your boat will go nowhere. And then you need a sail. You need the wind. When the wind blows in your sail, it's like the Holy Spirit. You can do a lot of things in your life. John chapter 14, verse 16. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate, a comforter, a counselor, an intercessor, a lawyer, a giver, and a strength, and a support. The word advocate has so many different meanings. To help you and be with you forever. That means when I kick out certain things in my life, now I set the sail. Why is the sail so important? You need a strategy and you need a picture in your life who helps you to navigate your emotions. And I want to tell you why. When you see the picture of Mother Teresa, she helped so many people in Calcutta. And you will say, oh, everyone was happy and everyone was clappy and everyone was cheering her. No, that will be, never be the case. If you serve in your home, your wife, your kids, they will never be, always be happy, right? Not even your dog. That means even if you serve in a church, whatever you do, people will always be happy. And Mother Teresa, she invented a picture, an illustration, and this is the combination between you kick out things but you set the seal. She said eight different things, and I want to read it to you. You will see it on the screen. Egotism means people are unreasonable, illogical, and self-centered. Can I hear an amen? Oh, I'm a pastor. This is double true. She said, I kicked out all those things. Now check out. But I set the sail, but anyone, anyway, love them. Anyway, love them. In situations, oh, complicated word, if you do good, they will insinuate you, 
that you have egoistical and ultra motives. Mot mot oh, this is a you read it, come on. That means do good anyway. Disappointments, she said, when you become successful, you will make false friends and real animals, animals, enemies. Be successful, animals as well, enemies. Oh, be successful anyway. Check out what she did. She kicked out the frustration. She set the sail. Discouragement, she said, the good you will do will be forgotten the day, the next day. Do good anyway. Vulnerability, she said, honesty and openness make you vulnerable. Be open and honest anyway. Destruction, she said, what you spend years building may be destroyed overnight. That's, people say, why should that build up and then I've handed over anyhow? She said, but anyhow, I will build it. Do you see the combination? Kick out the frustration. But if you're just kicking out the frustration, you will not do good. She said, anyway, the Spirit of God is in me. When you feel like the attack in your life, your help is really needed, but people might attack you if you help them. Help them anyway. As accusations, he said, give the world your best and they will knock your teeth out. I love that the most. Give the world your best and they will knock your teeth out. Give the world your best anyhow. Do you understand the connection? Kick out everything in your feelings that puts you down. But don't stop there. Set the sail of the Holy Spirit and say, anyhow, this boat gives me direction, this boat gives me speed, and I'm going to new places. And I close with the last point. Think about your next step. A captain always looks in the future. Where should we go? What is the next step? And I love the picture of Mother Teresa because people ask her, and I want to close with that story, and this story really touches me because people said, why in the world are you helping people in Calcutta? You could go back to Europe where everyone loves you. You can be work in the church. Why in the world are you doing that even though People, they hate you, they attack you, they're against you. And she said, it's quite simple. Every single day when I walked in Calcutta, people were laying on the street. And some people, they had no arm. They lost the foot. Some people, they were babies. They just put it on the street. And I saw people with a lot of handicaps. And every day and every week, I got disappointed by people and from people. And by the way, I had my dark side as well. Often I fought against my own depression. When people ask you, why in the world are you doing that? Why in the world are you setting the seal and you're moving and winning volunteers around the world to help you in Calcutta? Now listen. Her response is for me one of the most touching responses I ever heard. She said, I never did it because I want to be famous. <laughs> I never did it because I get a lot of money. She said, every single day when I walked to the streets of Calcutta, I never saw a man laying on the street. 
I saw in ye every human being Jesus Christ laying on the street. How can I pass and let my Jesus on, be on the street? I grabbed my Jesus and I did everything that my Jesus will be healthy again. And she said, every single day I saw Jesus was laying on the street of Calcutta. And it doesn't matter if I have a bad day or people disappoint me. My calling and my vision is always higher than my emotions and feelings. And that's why if you don't learn to lead and steer and navigate your feelings, you will not win. The devil often wins because we do nothing anymore. And I've seen so many Christians around the world, they are disappointed of church, of leadership, whatever. And then you kick out churches, God, faith, the Bible, everything. And then you're going nowhere. You have to learn to set the seal, the sail again. Because the sail means when the wind blows, brings you into a new direction. Hey, thanks for watching. Hey, our passion for people is that we see them grow in their relationship with Jesus, live fearlessly and influence their people and the surrounding in a positive way. And if you would like to be part of that vision, we thank you so much for your financial support because that would make it possible. I hope that this message spoke to you really. And if you don't have subscribed to our channel, please do this. And it's always a big blessing. Maybe you know some people in your neighborhood or in your friendship say that podcast could be a very well cool thing just share the link because it's pretty pretty easy and I'm looking forward to see you again tune in and God bless you and see you soon bye bye